What's going on, guys? Travis Took here, and I'm here with the first doctor and professor that we've had on the show, Dr. Lou. How are you doing today? Doing good. Thank you for having me. We actually met years ago when I first started teaching in my dad's garage, and <laughs> we met because of the topic that we're actually going to talk about today, which is injury. I had been going through a herniated disc, which is a real nasty one. I had a lot of pain. You came in uh, to do a little training, and we, yeah. we sort of just um, had a barter system of like, keep me functional and come and do some jujitsu and that's that's how we met absolutely yeah it started up yep back in the garage i you know good friend eves edwards was coaching me at the time and i i was training doing stand-up hurt my foot he goes go over there and do some of that wrestling over there and i was i had no idea went over (laughs) there and trained and then a couple years later he's like you gotta meet this guy his his jujitsu is off the chart awesome awesome and made my way to the garage and what 13 14 years later here we are yeah so um yeah so uh and and since that time i mean you've you've worked with athletes for many years like nba nfl all sorts of professional players and being a martial artist yourself and now a black belt you're sort of in that community so you've met with a lot of jujitsu athletes and mma fighters and so what i what i'd like to kind of pick your brain about today is what are some of the more common injuries? Because I know people watching are, a lot of them are likely to have experienced one or more of these injuries. And then, you know, what is the protocol for for maybe dealing with some of these injuries? Yeah, I mean, I've been pretty blessed to get to train with all the guys around town and and, and, and kind of learn from experience. So, you know, my, my, my profession, obviously, chiropractor, do physical therapy, acupuncture, post-pre-op rehab stuff. But, you know, through the years of doing jiu-jitsu, I've hurt myself, banged up pretty bad. I mean, going down the list, MCL, LCL, broken rib, broken collarbone, disc in my back, meniscus. Kind of experienced all of it and kind of learned from you the You just process. wanted to get the first-hand taste so you could be the most <laughs> exactly, helpful, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, you know, the best way to learn is through experience. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, I kind of opened the doors to my office to, to any mixed martial artist and kind of like, developed different protocols and procedures and had a bunch of surgeons call me and was like, hey, well, you know, how do we get this person ACO back to training and getting back on the mats? But, you know, you, there's there's a handful of injuries that just kind of stick out. It's pretty common. You know, you see, if I go down the list, maybe top three, top five, maybe you got always a lower back. Um, you know, you got the neck. I would almost say the third would be knees and shoulders. And then you got, you know, ears and ribs, you know, kind of like the the, the accessory injuries that all jiu-jitsu players get. With those, I think every one of them, uh, you kind of know, it, sometimes a lot of times, you know, the high-level athletes, you know that it just kind of happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys that are starting off, they don't know what to expect, don't know how to how, how, what their body should feel, whether it's a pain or is it just you know a, a serious injury. So literally, we can just kind of go down the list and so and, what what are some things so a lot of people getting into jujitsu have never done sport before mm-hmm. so their body might not be or or i'll just i'll, I'll put it this way a lot of them are, have not done a fitness regimen before so right. um that's why i think you know if you get into a good jujitsu program you want to start off easing your body into it and preparing for it. but what are some things they can do off the mat to you know, we can't prevent all injuries, but what can we do to lower our chances of having some of these injuries occur throughout our training? So, like, jujitsu is such a, a great sport and such a – it's a great fitness, you know, for, for general population who just want to get in shape. 
it's so dynamic. You know, you're, there's, it's never just uniform. Your body's never going to move a particular way. It's always, you know, the unexpected. So you want to basically prepare your body, you know, with a good fitness regimen. Um, you know, something consistent that can strengthen the ligaments, build muscle mass, and make you stable and keep you mobile at the same time. <clears throat> so any, any program that, that provides that, I'm all for it. Um, and then when you come in, you know, training wise, it's a, it's almost like a, you gotta, you gotta kind of watch your ego too. It's one of those things, you know, guys come in, they'll train, uh, you know, they, they learn a couple moves and like, man, I think I got this. And they're crank on, you know, like a, a guillotine or something, they'll crank on the neck and the other person's fighting back and, oh no, no, he, he has it, but he doesn't have it. I think I can hold it. And, you know, as they get a little bit more comfortable on that and they understand, Hey, you know, it's a little give and take. Mm-hmm. Less prone for injuries too. Um, so, you know, with 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 the injuries, preventative stuff, you can do your exercises. But you know, there's always that when you're on the mat, train smart. Mm-hmm. You know, and train safe. Be good team uh, team uh, partners for your for your teammates, and and just you know, don't have an ego. Just develop slowly. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then also, you know, you, you got the other spectrum where you got these elite athletes. Guys are getting ready to fight. They want to push themselves, and you're on the fence on basically overtraining or injury. You just got to be really smart, and you know, as you get better uh, and higher ranking, better level, your your game evolves. You're a little bit more dynamic. You just need to be a little bit stronger. And I tell everyone, you got to be, you got to train harder than the way you live. Yeah. So if you are, uh, you know, a a jujitsu enthusiast or, or compete at a high level, you want to train as you are doing such throughout the week, throughout the months and the years to improve your game. And I think that's, that's just being prepared. Right. Um, so I, I know a lot of people, they come in and they, they work out, say like they go to a 24 hour fitness or something mm-hmm. and they're doing some generic workouts. They're doing some squats and bench press. They run on the treadmill. They do things that the general population is pretty aware of. Um, and like when I come to work out at all in too, we'll do some of those things too, uh, along with a, a whole variety of other Great. workouts. One thing that I noticed that we do a lot is kind of what I would call, or I guess you would call agility work in between. So it might mm-hmm. be, we might be doing something more generic, like, lunges with dumbbells squats and then it's like a balance routine on on a foot which is maybe no weight sort of awkward but i feel like those type of movements are hitting the the angles uh of all the you know the ligaments in the in the legs different than an up and down type movement and and that i mean the reason why i think that is so important in jujitsu is like nothing is linear in jujitsu Everything is moving yeah. in different, unpredictable movements. And, and you know, it, it, we're going kind of off top of like programming, and there's so many ways you can program depending on your level of your athlete and, and what their goals are. And usually, you know, you get the fundamental movements, you get them strong, you build their, their muscle endurance up, and then as they get stronger, as they develop more, more strength, you play with their power and then make it more functional. You know, that's kind of like the, the, you know, the word that's thrown around a lot lately functional training you want to make them do something that really can translate on you know we're talking jujitsu translate on the mat yeah so like i said you there's always it's never never textbook on the mat you know there's always different variables that you look at and you know there's always a way out and there's always a ways in uh when you're training so you want to kind of 
diversify your training that way to to get the body used to uh, sudden sudden surprises, uh, reactive movements, uh, and uh, create instability or imbalance. And that's where you know you you prepare your body for it. And so when it happens on the mat, you, your joints and ligaments are a little bit more suited for 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 it versus uh, getting hurt. Right. Um, so kind of moving into like the injury field inevitably and i think with any sport if you do it long enough and and if you're a, a competitive athlete you're going to have your share of injuries and going back to the story of how we met i didn't know anything about um my injury other than the amount of pain i was in Correct. i was i felt like i could um i joke sometimes like if i wanted to take a sip of water at a water fountain mm-hmm. i had to get into like this weird side lunge because yeah. i couldn't bend forward <laughs> yeah. it was in so much pain and my thought process being ignorant about injury was uh just like rest and don't do very much movement and when i first went into your office you i felt like you put me through a a whole lot of movement you know yeah. a lot of stretching a lot of pretty uncomfortable you know, uh, massage, you know, all the, whatever magic voodoo yeah. you do. Um, but, but I immediately noticed the difference. I was like, oh, my body can respond. It's mm-hmm. not just about rest and wait till you're better. <clears throat> yeah, no, the, I mean, old school philosophy. And I mean, again, there's, there's, there's a place for it. If you have an acute injury, meaning you just hurt yourself within the day or two, you want to do the typical standard rest ice, you know, compress, elevate and all that stuff. But then when you, when you, you it's, it becomes a chronic thing. You want to really kind of look at it, and each person's going to be a little different, depending, like again, their level, how severe their injury is, and that's the biggest thing. You want to f- first, you know, you have a pain, you want to get it checked out, you want to get look and see what the injury is, right, <clears throat> um, and then go to someone. You know, for me, I think I I enjoy it, and because I know when you know, jujitsu students come in or or athletes come in, uh, and they're like, oh, I, I heard it from, you know, I was. I, I was, you know, going for a takedown or someone's trying to take me down. I landed on my knee and, you know, you sit there, you know the movement, you, you know what to do, and then you kind of access it that way. Um, and we want to find out exactly what's going on. Uh, you don't want to just kind of work in the dark, so to speak. You want to be able to know, is it a menis, you know, if it's a knee or a back, is it a herniated disc? Is it a facet? Did you, or, or you know, you, you stress fracture on your lower back? Or is it just a good old muscle muscle or, 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 or ligament sprain strain? So once you find that, you design a program that keeps you moving. It, the biggest thing is like, you know, you, you do rehab, you do what it takes uh, to, to get you out of pain. Then you try to get mobility right away. If you get mobility right away, and you know everybody's the biggest question is how quickly can I return back to the mat? Right. <clears throat> you know, I tell them, hey, as soon as you feel comfortable, get on the mat. Uh, you know, just be smart about it. Find maybe a person maybe a little bit smaller than you or a higher level uh, jujitsu partner that can work around your injuries, and you can always work around the injuries. You know, again, if it's not acute. The more you move, the better you're going to feel. If you stay home, lie on the sofa, you kind of get out of your regimen. One, mentally, you kind of get yourself out of the game. Two, you don't move. You're not getting that circulation you need. Your back gets tight. It's harder to get back onto the mat. Um, you know, if you if you, your back is tight, you can play different things where, you know, you can train it, it, lying down, doing some exercises, and then you go on the mat and you could play maybe like a closed guard or whatnot or make sure they don't stack past you or something. You talked about something like the, the mental, uh, the psychology of being off the mat when you're, mm. you know, like a kind of a jiu-jitsu junkie or yeah, an MMA yeah. junkie or just someone who just derives a huge amount of life satis- satisfaction by being on the mat and training. Uh, it's difficult 
to listen to your body when you feel just well enough to get back on. So you make a lot of good points about how you should approach, reapproach training. Um, but not everybody's going to do that because, you know, some people are going to say like, oh, well, I think it feels okay, you know? And, yeah. and I think that's why it's, it's really important to be honest with yourself. Um, cause I, I see people, one, one thing I see, I've seen with students is a problem of either the extreme of, I'm not going to train at all because they're kind of down and maybe they're mm-hmm. even afraid of the injury. Mm-hmm. It can be mm-hmm. intimidating to yeah. get hurt for the first time. And then the other of rushing to the mat too Getting soon. And neither, too soon. Yeah. Neither yeah. one seems to be the, the, the nice kind of Goldilocks zone of what you should do. Yeah. And, um, so part of that, I guess is mental. And part of that is actually the yeah. physical and recovery. And the biggest thing I think when, when you have an injury is, you know, also you don't want to re aggravate or re injure that, that injury. Or, or, or hurt something else because you're compensating. So, you know, I tell everyone, so get on the mat, you know, you know, you can, if, if it's too acute, take notes, you know, do your rehab on the side, do some strength training, but take notes, you know, learn technique, develop and, and be disciplined, just kind of keep yourself in a regimen so you don't get too bummed out or, or sit at home and do nothing and, or, you know, eat a bunch of junk food and put on some weight and then you come back, you're even worse than you are before. <clears throat> but once you feel like comfortable and you're able to move, you know, go with the higher level belts and say, hey, I, and be vocal. Let, let people know, you know, hey, my knee's bad, you know, or my back's real back. Let's go f- just do some flow training or, or something like that. Um, so, you know, getting, like I said, the mental aspect of just staying, moving, keep yourself moving and, and just kind of keep, your, keep yourself on a regular regimen. That's probably one of the most important things. Uh, of of just recovery. Well, I, I think that's like that's huge because um, a lot of people don't want to tell their partner they have an injury because yes, they right. feel like they're. I, I think some people they feel like they're saying, um, "Hey, uh, you know, I, I need you to go light," and they yeah. don't want to. They don't want to make it unfair or anything like exactly, that. So they just exactly. they just hope that it's not exposed yeah. during the, yeah. the sparring. And round. like if you you know you go to academy or any dojo or school, you go in there and you know it, the people are your teammates. You're you're trying to get yourself better. So when you get on the mat and you tell them, hey, you know, be cautious and be sensitive of, you know, of my injury, you know, you want to let them work at the same time. They're, they want to get better. And if you sometimes, you know, I've had many, and, and like yourself, you have to slow the game down. So when you slow the game down, you see so many things open up because you're just one-minded when you're healthy, you're training, and you're, you're almost one dimension, like, I'm going to go for this, you know, takedown, or I'm going to try this submission, and you're just constantly focusing on it. But when your body tells you no and you're mentally, you're mental, you mentally game, you have to kind of open up that mental game and slow down physically. You actually see more things or, you know, you can't go, you can't lie on your right side all the time. Now you got to roll to your left or attack a different way. You actually evolve a little bit better. And then when you're hundred percent healthy, you, you, you add that you know, extra dynamic to your game because you, you develop a different uh, play. I, I so. had a very similar experience when, when my back was really hurting and I still had to teach class and I was still sparring yep. a little bit. I remember I had a back brace on and any, um, any type of guard that would have me being stacked was just, I had to abandon. So I yep. either had to let the person pass, but I had to play a, a more, um, kind of a linear guard legs in front. There was yeah. no spinning game because of that. I got so much better at some very basic yeah. guard attacks because there was no more spin recover. It was Correct. too painful, you know? Yeah. So you make a really good point about, you know, how you can approach the mindset of training with an injury. It's not that, 
you're less of a grappler, you might need to modify the way you apply these techniques. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> man, some of y'all don't know, but I guess when Travis started out, he his back was like really, it was probably, still to this day, I think he had one of the worst herniated discs on record in, in, in it was our measured in, It was measured in, in uh, over a centimeter. Yeah, Most centimeters, of them measured in millimeters. millimeters. And, and I sent it to a couple of neuro, neurosurgeons, and they're like, oh man, is this guy... Is this guy walking? I'm like, yeah, he, he he beat me up, like tapped me up about five times last night. So, yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing was, you know, he moved so slow uh, during our sparring session. And, you know, but he just like was very under control, but he was moving really slow. And you, you knew the submission was coming and you couldn't do anything about it. So it was pretty it was pretty interesting. First first uh, role on the mat with Travis. Um, and that was pretty cool. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, you you know, at the time, it's like you know, he was working out at a garage, so he really didn't have time to any downtime. He was like, you know, that's what he did for a living. So hey, yeah, so it wasn't it, much of a living during those garage days. It was survival. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so so it was actually really cool. You know, and, and the mindset of I got to keep moving, I got to keep doing things, and, and you know, eventually now, you know, he pretty much trains as much as he wants, or you know, so well, you know, you okay, so that'll kind of lead me into the last thing I want to talk about, which is. Um, uh, continuing, uh, continual training off the mat because before, actually before that injury, I didn't have, I, I never had a routine of strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. I would do strength and conditioning on occasion, but it was mostly jujitsu. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I would say, Oh, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to do a workout today. I'm going to do some weights. I'm going to do this. Um, since the injury, especially I was so happy when I started recovering and I was able to function and the sciatica mm. and everything from my back, you know, started to go away. Um, and now I'm in at your place about four or five times a week. Yeah. And I feel part of that is I, I just, I like the way I feel, you know, when I'm, uh, improving and seeing gains in strength and agility and flexibility. Um, but I feel like it's so important just for longevity. You know, oh, I want to yeah. do this when I'm an old man. And even Correct. though I'm sure I'll slow down, um, it's it's been it's been a really important part of my own recovery like what do you Mm. recommend to people because i think a lot of people make the mistake of get injured Mm -hmm. do the rehab and now i'm i don't need to to do it anymore i'll just i'll I'll do the rehab and training when i'm injured again or something Mm -hmm. and it's you know what do you recommend as far as like a like an ongoing program to and like you know like i said before like you know train as hard as you want to live or you know live right so that's, you know, you want to get on a, a, a good regimen. You know, it doesn't have to be something intense because you are already, and most people are already doing jujitsu. The, the, the enthusiasts are coming, you know, three, four, sometimes five days a week. And they, they want to continue. But I tell them for longevity, like with any sport, basketball, football, baseball, any sport, you got to build your strength up. And just, it can be two, three times a week, you know, at, 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 two times at, at the least. Um Three, three, four is ideal. Just a, tra- a good strength program that adds a little weight, a little mobility, and really kind of cater to some of the goals that you have. You want to be more explosive, you know, maybe a couple uh, Olympic lifts and some plyometrics put into it. But if you're saying, hey, I need to trim down and do weight, it focuses a little bit more of the conditioning aspect. But three times a week, you know, 30 minutes at the tops, you can kind of bump up. And you want to be dynamic with it. You know, you're talking about – 
jujitsu being a slow control to explosive right off the bat. You want to be a little dynamic like that in your training, right? Uh, increase your conditioning by, you know, the reps and sets. And any gym that that uh, that uh, that can actually help you program that way and know your goals and kind of get you there. As long as you do that three, four times a week, you're great. Like I said, if, like like pro fighters, you know, everyone. I get people coming in the gym. It's like I want to be like that guy. I want to be, I want to be like one of those UFC fighters. And I was like, you know what? What you see on TV is maybe a 30 minute clip of their their six eight week training program. But year round, these guys are in the gym every single day, just maintaining their, or they should be anyway, yeah, <clears throat> to maintain their 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 strength, build their build a good foundation throughout the year, and then, you know, their 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 six eight week training program is what makes them that 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 one two percent of athletes that that actually get on TV and 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 fight for it and make a living doing it. Yeah, so. So you know it's it's called con- being consistent and and just being disciplined, you know, doing your training throughout the the season, not not just sporadically when I get hurt or or, or maybe a little bit after that, and then just kind of shut down and just go back to your regular regimen. Because if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. Your chances are you're probably going to get hurt some more, yeah. um, or, or just not uh, increase your your level of uh, uh, fitness or your 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 evolution of being a jujitsu. Uh, uh, athlete like I said uh, meeting you training in your program has has been um, kind of a lifesaver to me when I went through my injury it was a really bad injury it was kind of a, a darker time a bad time to try to start a school in a garage with no money <laughs> to have your back go out and so that that opened my eyes to not just how you know how you can recover but um, make some changes in, in how I uh, you know, live my f- strength and conditioning lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's now mm-hmm. become a permanent part of my routine. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend that people follow that. Like you said, you know, it doesn't have to be every day, but at least a couple of times a week. It's um, it's a game changer in, in just general well-being. And so I highly recommend anybody get on that. Yeah, guys, if you're in the area, definitely check out All In Athletics. I'll put a link to the website and with the information there. But um, man, thank you for sharing. Absolutely. Uh, I really, I really appreciate Absolutely. it. And uh, we'll we'll definitely do this again. We'll talk definitely. about a variety of, of other topics. But I wanted to talk a little bit about injury because I know that's something that we all we all go through. We all got to deal with it. But it does not mean we have to leave the mat. We just have to face it like we would, uh, you know, a match or anything else, and get back to uh, where we were before. So thank Absolutely. you guys for watching. And Doctor Professor Lou, thank you again. No, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right.